Welcome to Talking Fußball Fantasy, your source for all things official fantasy Bundesliga with player picks as ruthless as Lewandowski in a game against Dortmund, fancy advice as prudent as last week's shake pick, and two pundits as convincing as your sweet Kimmich's advert for getting vaccinated nowadays. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, one and all. My name is James Surrogate. This is Talking Fußball Fantasy Season 5, Match Day 15. And joining me, as always, he is the fantasy fußball got Flo Reinecker. Flo, how are you, my friend? Yeah, I'm fine. Although, uh, like, I, I made an amateur mistake again last match day. I'm not sure, like, I should, I really should quit working and doing fantasy full time. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Can't tell me, though. What I mean, happened? like, if you see a team where Lewandowski is a star man and that team also have Schick, like, what has gone wrong there? Yeah, something's happened around about 3.30 uh, on a Saturday afternoon, eh? Yeah, I was, I was covering the second division, as always, and it's, I blame the DFL for that, because last year it was second division kickoff at one o'clock, so there was like half an hour between the game of the second division and the Bundesliga, but not anymore, so it's... Like for television, it's great because yeah. there's no break between second Bundesliga and Bundesliga. But if you're working and for some reason you, you're like, you, you're really in what you're doing and then you don't have fantasy on your mind. And so the worst feeling is if you look at the watch and it's like 333 and you know, oh, yeah. Wow. I mean, I, I was lucky because Schick was in my lineup. Could have been that he was on my bench, but uh, at least he was in my lineup. Okay, but yeah. he wasn't. I didn't stam in him. Didn't stam in words. Oh no! Didn't like I, I didn't. Oh, 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 no. was, and oh, the then pain. the feeling that Shik uh, just scored four goals is it's the worst. It's really the worst. Yeah. You were probably watching the first half thinking, okay, it could be worse, it could be worse. And then it got much, much, oh, mate, I, I feel your pain. I think many, many listeners do as well on that one. I mean, at least right, Lewandowski, like, that was, he, he did more than okay. So uh, in the end, it wasn't as brutal as I thought it, it would be yeah. after the 330 matches. But, that, like, that's the fifth time this year that like something like that has happened to me um, the, the fantasy football <sighs> god is proving that he's human after all eh? I, I, I just like I've got too much on my plate I, I, like I, I'm not able to concentrate fully on, on fantasy anymore now, you, this is what you know ladies and gents before the season started I said uh, you know Flo Reinecker with no emotional attachment to the Bundesliga was a dangerous proposition I still agree with that point but if anything I almost think his lack of emotional attachment to the Bundesliga means he's not as vested in the fantasy game perhaps I don't know what's going on no it's, uh, yeah as I say I feel your pain on that one yeah I'm not Robert Lewandowski and like can uh, every every time I'm, I push harder and push harder like uh, it's just, yeah maybe I'm too complacent James. Yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll be back stronger next season and yeah. up near the top of the leaderboard, I have no doubt. Um, and then we'll just have to hope that Werder Bremen are in the mix as well back in the Bundesliga fantasy game. That would yeah, be nice. No doubt about that. Yeah, exactly, right? right? No doubt whatsoever. Yeah. Well, ladies and gents, uh, with the English Wochen next week, we should probably also mention that this will be the final Talking Fußball Fantasy episode of 2021. However, Flo and I are going to jump on Twitter Spaces on Monday evening at nine o'clock European time. So feel free to get in touch then for any hints or tips ahead of the English of Woche. We won't then be doing anything before match day 17 and the, you know, the, the wonderful thing that is unlimited transfers coming up in the winter break. We've got plenty of time to worry about match day 18, but we will be on Twitter Spaces on Monday. So do join. And before we crack on, we should also mention because we haven't done it enough this season, and really we should have. We should be giving him a lot more love. Yeah, um, but to yeah. our good friend Haymarket Second, who is once again running the TFF Pokal. Yeah, we really just haven't given enough love on this show. But we are now into round five out of seven before the knockout stages of the competition. If you want to find out whether you're still in it or how the competition's going, head over to his Twitter page for access to the TFF Pokal bracket. Uh, the link is in his bio. So yeah, a big thank you, Haymarket Second. We really do appreciate everything that you're doing out there. And, yes. and if anything, uh, you've made it new and improved, but if anything, I think you've made it harder for yourself, I feel. So uh, the amount of effort you're putting in, I mean, my hat's off to you. We really do appreciate it. For now, though, shall we field some listener questions in part one? Starting with probably the big question 
of the weekend flow. It had to be the first one. It came from Admiral Kahi Mike, who says, what is the better buy this week? Erling Haaland or a Union Berlin striker? I'm going with Haaland here. And that's no debate for me. We- we'll talk later. And I have some surprising stuff to say about Furt oh, against Uno. Oh, we're backing Furt for the upset yeah. here. I love it. <laughs> I am. It's gotta, I you, am. Feel like, you feel like it's got to happen at some point. You really do. At some no, point. It's, it's, it's what, what, no, 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 okay, no, 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 I, no, no. I get, no, I get no, no, that all the way. Don't give it away. <laughs> yeah, you, you set it up. But they're playing, like, they, ha- they have a win it to be in it to, to the knockout stages match against Slavia Prague this evening. So you know probably how that match went. And they're playing Freiburg, which is their neighbors in the table, on Wednesday. And we got that sandwich game at the hapless third. And for me, it's, it's a classical trap oh. game. Oh, this, is, this is what everyone wants to hear. <laughs> if, it's going to, if it's going to happen for third, it's going to happen against Union. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Everyone's tuned in to go, right, who can I pick from the Union Berlin side this weekend? Flo, James, they're going to have so many tips for us. Flo starts the show by saying, it's a trap. <laughs> I love it's it. It's no, my gut I, feeling. I mean, the sensible thing to do is still their Union assets. You, you got the Union defenders. I, I, I don't think there are other options I would look into. Though. Interesting. Because they're not producing, like, they're not Leverkusen. Yes. In, in case of shot production anyway. Yeah. So they're leaning more on efficiency. Very true. And given the fact that their strengths are in counter-attacking, Furt aren't really going to potentially leave as many opportunities, given the fact that they will sit a little bit deeper. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's an, it's an interesting one. I, I don't disagree with your early assessment here, but I'm sure we will be discussing it throughout. But we've actually got another question about a team coming up against foot and maybe this is one that we can answer again on monday but it's worth asking now at bayfell bayman 09 says because match day 16 is an english evoca and you guys normally don't have a podcast for those games which he's right and we're going to try and work something out on monday but he's asking do you think that erling holland might not be in the starting lineup against foot in midweek as well because that really in this debate holland against the union strikers you now got the potential of both being rotated yeah, but I think he'll he'll play because it's just one more game than until Christmas, and I'd like to see Marco Rosa breaking the news to Haaland that he isn't allowed <laughs> yeah. to play against first. Yeah, Haaland's got five goals down already on his list. Of- I, I I don't think he will be uh, amused. So, no, I, I expect him to play as long as he isn't injured. Yeah, I, I agree. And and I will say this: even if he isn't in the starting lineup, did you see what he did in the Champions League coming off the bench? Yeah, like, of course. Yeah, yeah, he's always <laughs> he can score a brace in twenty five minutes. This, this man yeah. is hungry, insatiable appetite for goals, Erling Haaland. But then to round out this discussion of strikers for this week and midweek as well, at Gavin underscore Doyle underscore IE asks, who are your preferred three strikers? He says, I currently have Lewandowski, Muller, and Schick, which in fairness I've noticed is a very popular front three right now, and I think you've got it as well, Flo. Am I right? I've got Sané instead ah, of Müller. That's right, you've got that Sané. That was the, yeah. one, the one week I couldn't, like, I was 100,000 short of Müller. That's it, that's it. Because otherwise I would have a better combination. You would. You Well, yes, no, yeah, it would have definitely paid off if you could have stretched to that extra, extra little bit of budget. But he's asking, is he better off swapping out Müller for someone like Awani for the increased flexibility this week? Or how are you feeling on that flow? That's a really tough question because this, uh, like, the, the four best strikers in my mind right now are Lewandowski, Müller, Schick and Haaland. And the debate, you like, you have to ask yourself, is it worth taking out, like, any one of these three guys you have can easily outscore Haaland. Bochum has been uh, sound at home, especially in defense. But, like, my bet is still that Haaland can break that. But it's not like, it's not a sure thing. So you, you may be switching, you're making a transfers and you're not really gaining. You might lose something. But I probably would risk it. And the question is who I'm going to put out. So Lewandowski is out of the question. He, he, he stays in my team. And then it's Müller um, or Schick. And Schick plays on Wednesday in midweek. And is playing on Sunday, last game of the match day, on this match day. And, and, and Bayern, now playing at home, 
against Mainz and then having the first game of the midweek fixtures, the early Tuesday game, this is a big advantage. And that's the reason why I'd lean selling Schick, keeping Müller, just because of the flexibility and having two, but like you want to, like the, uh, we probably mentioned that in the Twitter spaces we do, but uh, you can start with your transfers this week to try to make it happen in midweek fixtures where you got like four fixtures and that's the end of the match day. So you don't have a single game. That's the last one. You want to front load if possible. So it's it's really valuable to have as many players as possible starting before the late Wednesday kickoff. And which, which, is, which is terrible news for everyone because Dortmund play against Furt, so you've got a lot of Dortmund assets. Yes. You've got Leverkusen against Hoffenheim, everyone that's invested heavily in Leverkusen might run into trouble there. You've got Union against Freiburg, Gieselmann, Grifo, Gunter, and then you've got Leipzig as well. Everyone's got Nkunku. So a lot of teams right now will actually be back heavy. Yes. Just based on, on the template that's being used, right? Correct, correct. And that's why, if in doubt try to already get yourself some players that are playing before the latest kickoff and it it doesn't have to be like the tuesday there's an early wednesday game and that's Gladbach hosting frankfurt so uh these players hofmann for instance i wouldn't sell him or think of selling him uh, I mean, he performed in this abysmal match against Freiburg, so why would you yeah, sell them? But <laughs> even if you think that, that Gladbach is not go- looking right right now, having him as a standalone fixture yep. uh, in midweek is is a big bonus you, you want to take. No, ab- absolutely. But that is why, yes, you may see us put more focus on teams like Mainz, Wolfsburg, Köln, Maybe even Borkum. No, actually, Borkum we can't put a focus on this week. They're coming up against Dortmund. But then their next game's perhaps a bit more attractive. Yeah, but if Hummels is defending as he was <laughs> Sebastian on the Polter. last match day, you probably should load up your Borkum players. <laughs> Sebastian Polter's going to have another field day in front of goal. You yeah. know, the unsung hero of the Bundesliga fantasy forward world right now, Sebastian Polter. But okay. That is, I mean, a pretty extensive chat about about the striking options. And, and that is a, a point Flo makes there about top-loading for the midweek fixtures is so key. It's something we've reiterated time and time again on this show. But let's talk about some other positions because at Benji Tanelli has two questions. One is about who to star in midfield on Saturday afternoon out of Nkunku, Hoffman or Grifo. Uh, I'm going with Nkunku. Yeah, no, I would agree yeah. with that. Even with the, the head coach change. Yeah, especially with the head coach change. So, well, we'll see. Now, you know what? I thought might, I thought Nkunku might take a bit of a hit because he seemed quite close to Jesse Marsh. They actually lived in the same apartment block, okay. if I've uh, if I read reports correctly. Yeah, uh, so I wondered whether him losing Jesse, who was this, you know, okay. father figure, putting I, I, I didn't know shoulder, that, James, might hurt. So, but hey, no, I, it's, it's yeah. all good. It's all good. But I still agree with you that Nkunku is the best pick there. Because on his day this season, he's irrepressible. How about defenders? Because Benji's also asking... Should he sell Agpoguma or Joe Scali? Scali for me. I'm not 100% that he's in the starting lineup, so that's for starters. And I'm not sure what's happening with Gladbach. I think it could be the last week for Adi Hütter in charge. Um, it really is. It will depend on how Gladbach will perform. Right now, it's, it's not looking good for them. So. Uh, I, I like Leipzig uh, in this match to get a result. And they, I mean, they had a great Champions League match. They, they beat Manchester City, although I think they already were qualified yeah. for the next round, uh, City, I mean. But still, they feel a pretty strong team. So True. Yeah. But Achim Bayerlatzer got the better of Pep Guardiola, just like we always thought it would happen at one point. <laughs> it was destined to happen. Oh, yeah. Back yeah. when he was with Jan Regensburg, I f- it was, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, I mean, one of the wonderful stories uh, coming out of it, we could definitely, uh, yeah, no, I would agree. Get rid of Scali. I, I made the bold move to get rid of Scali last week because I didn't like his form. His form Great. was a bit of a dip. And so I held on to Gunter. Yeah. Now, okay, in hindsight, that looks like an incredible move. Yeah, that's uh, I'm, I, I kick myself because this is a, like most of the decisions I'm, I'm doing and I'm not really regretting stuff. Yeah. But this I haven't like I had the money to keep Gunther yeah. 
but still picked Scully. Um, especially with the matchup this week and in midweek, it was just a bad decision. Yeah, but to, to foresee Freiburg's um, doing that. Yeah, and no, not yeah. just because of the result. Results. A freak result. Yeah, definitely. But I should have stick with with Gunter. I probably was too high on Gladbach, and that's a mistake. Just because of the name brand. Yeah, yeah. Still carries more weight than Freiburg does. No, that's the yeah. The inconsistency is, is definitely hurting Gladbach. Uh, we've we've seen great. I mean, Jonas Hoffman, in terms of fantasy, is the only reliable source of points right now from the Gladbach standpoint. Um, even Joe Scali, as I say, has dropped off. Uh, let's move on because we've got two more questions left. The first being from Ralph E.A. Smith. He says, hi, gents. I've been having a bit of a nightmare in defense recently. He says, other than Schmitz, who looks to be a good 5.3 million or lower option for this match day and potentially the next two. He says he already has Gieselman and is selling Scali and is also asking whether Guerrero's a good idea for this match day. So budget defenders, Flo, where are you looking? So Guerrero isn't budget, but I, I won't talk anyone out of Guerrero ever. So uh, I think you can invest, invest in him. Um, I probably think like Domo needs to win out until Christmas. So uh, I think as long as he's able, he will play all three games. So that's all that, that's definitely possible. So we got that out of the way. Budget defenders. Yeah, it's tough because Aaron Martin, one of our favorites, is playing at Munich, mm, not necessarily the way you want to go. Then we then we have Scully, we already mentioned, not looking good right now. So I think uh, an option that's quite cheap and is viable in my mind is uh, Marvin Plattenhardt of Hertha BSC, 6.2 million. Ooh, I like that. Showed some signs of life, was involved in three shots. Mm. Last week and Stuttgart and Hertha as a whole, they had 15 shots at goal. That was the most they had in one game this season. Though the first game Korkut was there, they had the most shots on goal in any game so far this season. And that was the greatest uh, hindrance or obstacle in, in, in ways of fantasy value of Hertha assets. Them just not producing shots. And they have produced shots at Stuttgart. And we now have to wait and see, okay, you can argue Stuttgart is a squad that like they concede the most shots of any Bundesliga sides. That's true. But who is Hertha playing right now uh, on the weekend? They're playing Bielefeld and they are second in this. So they they conceding the second most shots. So Plattenhardt, I think, is a sneaky, really good, uh, cheap defensive option. I, I think he's uh, he's a more than decent pick. For 6.2 million. And they uh, after that, I think they're traveling to Mainz. I have to look you that are, up no, you're right. quickly. You're yeah, midweek, Tuesday Yes, game. and they're playing yeah. on Tuesday at yeah. Mainz. So that's also an added bonus if you invest in, in, in Plattenhardt. I think from all the defenders, apart from Schmitz, you already mentioned him, he would probably be my favorite choice. Akpoguma uh, or Kübler, both are also viable as cheap options. In my mind. You know what? I actually do. I have got another player that hasn't been mentioned yet. Admittedly, he's a lot riskier than the players that Flo's just mentioned. But what I will tell you, Ralph, is that he's my super snapshot pick. So if you want to fast forward, you can now. If not, stay around for the discussion because he will pop up in part two when we discuss the fixtures. For now, well, let's... You, you made me curious. I was going to say, it's a... oh, I can't fast forward now. <laughs> no, you, you, have to sit, you have to sit it out, my friend. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, no, I'm good. This is, this is what I do as the host. I like to tease a little bit. <sighs> but <laughs> so unfair, I know. Let's end on one final question. It's from Dahan and Jai, who says, Hello, guys. What set do you prefer? Mittelstädt to Guerrero, Goretzka to Bellingham, Zentner to Schweber, or Mittelstädt to Guerrero, Goretzka to Kainz, and Zentner to Luther? He also says that his other midfielders are Grifo, Nkunku, Hoffman and Witz and the rest of his team, he says, is stacked, which is always a good sign when you're making a transfer involving a goalkeeper, isn't it, Flo? <laughs> yeah, and I think otherwise that, that would have been the first thing I said. So keep Sentner, why do the swap? But probably because of the other goalkeeper and so that you have different kickoff times and probably you, you uh, check that out from now until... Christmas, because that's what you definitely should do. So if you invest in a goalkeeper and you have a goalkeeper pairing, make sure that they don't have 
the same kickoff time from now on until Christmas. That would be the most important thing to do. And then I prefer the second pairing just because of Kainz is playing the early game. So uh, he plays the first game and uh, Cologne also plays on Tuesday in midweek. So you have two early uh, games with Kainz. And that's good. And I think uh, a home game against Augsburg is also uh, a great matchup. Well, Bellingham is a, is a good choice. In a vacuum, maybe Bellingham gets a slight nod to Kainz, but we, well, like, we're talking 55 to 45, so it's, it's in this margin in my mind. So it's really close between them. Kainz is also cheaper. Yeah. And uh, I, I would add... I would probably do Guerrero, Kainz, and Schwebe. So I would save the money you would pay to go up from Schwebe to Luther. I think it's much more likely that Schwebe will get a clean sheet on Friday than Luther gets. And you save yourself some money that you can invest in midweek because maybe there's a high-priced guy you want to bring in. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe it helps you swing a few more Tuesday players. Yeah, it could it could be a big one. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, the other thing I would say, Zentner, if it is about kickoff slots, I understand it. If it's about Zentner coming up against Bayern, we've seen many, many times that goalkeepers can pick up huge points against Bayern, even if they concede 2-3-4. So don't be too scared if that's the reason. Yeah. But yeah, no, otherwise I agree uh, with what Flo had to say there. So we'll close part one out. We'll be back in part two where we'll be going through the Matchday 15 fixture list. Welcome back to part two of Talking Foosball Fantasy. Time to get our teeth stuck into the fixtures. And we'll start with the Friday night game, one that has been mentioned already, but it's Köln against Augsburg. Now, Köln, they are the only team still with an unbeaten home record in the Bundesliga this season. Augsburg, meanwhile, are without a win in the last 13 away matches. So it looks like a bit of a dead rubber, perhaps. In terms of individuals, Anthony Modeste, he is Köln's top scorer this season, but hasn't found the target in his last three games. He hasn't gone more than three games without a goal this term, though. There is a first time for everything, but you'd like to think he'll break his streak. The question flow is, is this the time to jump back on the Köln bandwagon if you didn't already last week? I like, uh, I almost say I love Schmitz and Kainz as options, although I think Lubicic and Duda are also viable, especially Duda, because Ud is out, because he's sick. So you don't have uh, doubts about him being not in the starting lineup because it's a Friday evening game. But there's also one option less that can go on uh, and get substituted on pretty early for, for a Duda, for instance. So um, I think... I still prefer Kainz, but it's very close with Duda and Ljubicic is more if you want to be different than anybody else. I think it has also a shot to be the highest scoring midfielder out of this trio. And Schmitz is just a really good option, cheap option in defense, going up uh, with a good matchup. Modest, I like him very much, but it's so tough to break the into the top three strikers right now. With Haaland back, with Lewandowski firing on all cylinders, with the likes of Müller, with the likes of Schick. Uh, it's, yeah, Modest can outscore at least two or three of them. Yeah, for sure. So it's, yeah. it's viable to do, but I mean, you, you have to be, you have to have nerves of steel or other parts of your body of steel to go into <laughs> yeah. the Saturday without a Haaland. <laughs> Um, as uh, or even a, a Müller or Schick. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's tough to do. No, you, you are right. Yeah. I, I, I agree. He has the potential to outscore them all, but it's so hard when we're now back to that point where we went through this phase where differential strikers were the big thing. And now we're straight back to almost a template feeling where really, as you point out, it's four strikers you're picking from. Yeah. And yes, you can go outside of that and maybe have success, but you're taking a big risk doing so. So I do agree with you. One player I did want to ask about 
from the Augsburg side at the very least, uh, because he did score well last week in the defeat to Borkham, 15 points. But Daniel Caligiuri, he keeps popping up as a potential differential. How strongly would you consider him? Uh, not strong at all. Okay. So very weak. I would <laughs> very weakly <laughs> consider him. Okay. No, yeah. I thought I'd ask because he's someone we know can produce fantasy points. And if maybe someone was looking for a bit of a outside of the box. I, I still it, think... Cologne players are not that popular that you have to find a different angle. Um, I think you already at least a bit different. And I, 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 I think Cologne has that game. So uh, I, I'm, I don't see a reason why I should back Augsburg, especially since Caligiuri, he's not cheap. I think he's even more expensive than Duda or Kainz, if I'm not mistaking or maybe no, you're, I got you're, you're right he's, I'm, he's, I'm, I, like he he wasn't on my radar the whole season yeah. so maybe I'm just having his last 10.3 million is his price tag so he he is more pricey so no everything can happen it's it's a game like it's a it's a mixture of skill and chance that's what <laughs> fantasy is so uh, of yeah. course you you can always make a lucky pick and that's outscoring uh, another pick, but like, how likely is that? And I, I just packed the likelihood of Caligiuri outscoring the Cologne midfielders. Not high enough for me to to make the risk to do that. No, and that's what I expected you to say, but I thought I'd throw it out there because people will sometimes question why we don't talk more about both sides. And yes, we're back in Cologne. That's why you want to jump on the Cologne bandwagon this you, week. But you wanted to say they're, they're good people on both sides. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't put Donald Trump's <laughs> words in my mouth, though. <laughs> the things I didn't expect to happen on this Thursday evening, that's top of the list. Um, anyway, let's move on swiftly to the Saturday afternoon game, starting with Bayern against Mainz. Now, fun fact about this one, Bo Svensson has been the Mainz head coach for 34 Bundesliga games now, so the total of a full season. In that time, they have earned 54 points. That would have been enough to finish sixth last season um so yeah european qualification form from Mainz. that being said they are going up against bayern away from home and a certain robert Lewandowski who has scored 19 goals in 21 games against them tough to ask who's your player picked in this game flow i'm going with jamal muziala uh, he's one of my favorite differential picks of this match day of course there's risk attached with him we know that Kimmich is out, so we, we already know that he's he's been ruled out for the rest of the Hinrunde. Goretzka is questionable, leaning more uh, to doubtful in my mind. I'm I'm not sure. So so we don't have a definite um, update on the Goretzka situation. Last time I checked, I'm not sure if you have any new insights. No. I haven't haven't seen anything, but we know he played through the pain against against Dortmund in their classic. Yeah, but I don't think he'll do it against Mainz at home. That's no, it. Why, no, why no it? offense, Bo Svensson and and your boys are doing really a great job. But I I think that Tolisso and Musiala will start in midfield, and Tolisso will take the more defensive role, and Musiala will get forward. And I just think he, he has the potential to have a, a great game. And what I'm really liking about the Muziala pick is that they have the first game of the match day in midweek. So if he's on the bench on Tuesday, you don't have to guess, oh, okay, he started against Mainz, but what, what I'm going to do with him now? You don't have that issue because they have the first game of the match day, so you know if he's in the starting lineup or not, when you have to confirm your transfers, and that's what make that that that's making him interesting yeah, to no, me. I, I fully agree. Uh, he's risky, but like it can be rewarding, and I think like he's in, no one has him right now who's up in the leaderboard. No, no, no one that has changed their team any time in the last couple of months. Yeah, <laughs> that, that that would be it. Yeah. No, I, I actually. I didn't have him on my radar, but everything you've just said really does make a pretty strong argument for him. I don't think I'll be able to fit him into my midfield, but I do like him as a player pick for this one. So, yeah, I mean, you, you kind of brushed over the Kimmich news. Anyone that doesn't know, to to explain the introduction and uh, about Kimmich's advert for vaccination is the fact that, yes, he went on TV in Germany, gave a whole speech about the fact that he hadn't been vaccinated because he was educating himself about the research that was being done. He didn't feel like he had all the answers yet. He's now contracted COVID and now been ruled out till next year because of ongoing lung problems. So 
Make of that what you will. Everyone's free to make their own choices, right? Yeah. We're not here to to make a political statement here, but that's the situation with Gibby. Like we we hope he's coming back to full strength. Yeah, but that's not a given. We've seen that time and time again. Yeah, uh, with professional athletes who contracted COVID. Yeah, that can be a, a long road to recovery. I was gonna say, is Rune is um, Rune Jarstein even? back yet i mean because no, he was the one that got yeah, hit the and hardest jonathan schmidt is another one very yeah true yeah he he's like he he's not capable of being a professional athlete yeah. right now and that's months yeah. after uh, he contracted uh, COVID. yeah, yeah it was a- but the only thing the only good thing in my mind that's maybe come out of this like if a single person gets vaccinated because of the Kimmy story then at least it had had has helped on some level and i think there might be a few more than just one person that make makes them think twice if even a guy like Kimish um has having lingering effects yeah no that that is it it's a, it's a pretty scary proposition but yes we do wish him a speedy recovery uh, and hope that he gets back to his best Next year. But let's move on. Hertha against Bielefeld is the next game. We've already mentioned the fact that they are the team with the lowest shot counts in the Bundesliga this season. Hertha, the lowest of them all, with 141 shots to their name. You've already mentioned one player in Marvin Plassenhardt. Do you have another or are you sticking with Marvin, Flo? Uh, Marvin is definitely the most interesting to me. Mark Richter, you can make an argument for in midfield, 7.4. Good value option. And if you want to go totally off the board... Stefan Jovetic looked great uh, at Stuttgart. He really looked great. So he, he looked totally out of place in this Hatta squad. And that's probably, I said no offense to Bo Svensson, that was probably an offense to the Hatta guys. But uh, Jovetic did play some fine football. We haven't seen that out of uh, Hatta for quite some time. But he's a striker and it's the same argument uh, we did with Modest. It's just really tough to break into the lineup. I think the matchup against Bielefeld is good. He had five shots on goal in Stuttgart. That That's good. But like you, you have to be a, a, a brave person to make that call and getting Jovetic into your lineup. I just think like I really was impressed by the way he played. No, I, I do agree. I mean, the goal, uh, the goal he took was 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 special. Um, it has to be said. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, if if you bring in Anthony Modest or maybe Tyro Awoni into your front line this weekend over Schick, Muller, Lewandowski, Holland. I, I can rationalize with you. If you do that with Stefan Jovetic, I may have to question your sanity just a little bit. So, <laughs> but, but yeah, and they also have this, this Tuesday game. Yeah, uh, mine's already mentioned. But if I go a differential pick, it has to be Modest because of the kickoff time because he's That's a it. Friday evening game. So if you're picking Jovetic, you're not star manning Jovetic. No. Or, or would you summon Jovetic over Lewandowski? That well, uh, <laughs> then then is, I might need a straight jacket. Then, for then you. it's not steel anymore. <laughs> then it's titanium, <laughs> at least, or diamond. Yeah, it has to be diamond. diamond nowadays. Diamond hands instead. We've got yeah. diamond balls. <laughs> Body parts out of diamonds. <laughs> oh dear. Um, oh, we yeah. digress. Um, but yeah, no, okay. I, I I agree with you. Let's let's move on to Freiburg against Hoffenheim. The next game. Now there's two milestones potentially available. This weekend for both of these sides. Firstly, Christian Streich has got 99 Bundesliga wins as head coach, so could make it 100. Hoffenheim striker Andre Kramrich, meanwhile, uh, he could get his 100th goal in what would be his 200th competitive outing for Hoffenheim. He's been a big letdown the last two games um, after bringing him in. I, I, even, I sold Burkhardt last week instead of Kramrich, and I just went, oh, you're kidding. When he scored in the opening minute, I went, of course. Just one of those things. But have you seen the Burkhardt goal? Oh, yeah. I, I know I digress again, but he shoots himself <laughs> in the foot. And that's meant literally. Uh, yeah, no, it is literally. It's, hey, the ball, he's a striker's The ball instincts. goes on and goes into the net. It's just like if you're on a roll as a striker, stuff like that happens. Yeah, yeah. But th- it was like to- a, a really bad shot of him. <laughs> 
But he hid himself and made it uh, so that it wasn't savable. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. Yeah. But these are these are you know strikers' instincts. I think is is what he would put that down to Jonathan Burkhardt. But let's talk about Freiburg against Hoffenheim because Freiburg we wrote them off a little bit against Gladbach. We talked about this incredible historic six 0 win, all goals coming in the first half, the first time they've ever scored six goals in a Bundesliga match. It was a bit of a freak result. But how are we feeling about them at home to Hoffenheim? And who would you pick if you had to? Yeah. I think it's it's a really close match that can go uh, go both ways because both teams look fine, and I think that's 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 always a mistake you sometimes make. Freiburg ha- ha- lost three games, but we were talking like the matches against Frankfurt and the game at Bochum. They were playing all right. It wasn't like they were playing bad. They just haven't had the the results. So the games, just, the ball didn't bounce their way two games in a row. And then what's happened, like <laughs> karma happens and out, out of a sudden, like the ball bounces every time in the perfect position um, for them to get that, that win at Gladbach. So it, it, it was balancing um, the scales after two matches where there were really hard losses the way they played. And I think it's always important for us not just look at the results, but also looking how how does a, a, a team play. And um, I, th- I think both teams are, are playing really good football right now. Makes it tough for me to highly consider them um, if in in regards to all the other options we have. But at least I'm I'm, I'm keeping all options apart from Kramaric. Uh, I probably wouldn't sell anyone I have out of these two squads. But I wouldn't invest either. No, uh, yeah, unexpected Champions League or top four contenders perhaps. But no, I, I'd agree. This isn't potentially the most uh, fruitful fantasy game going this weekend. Yeah, it, it could be, but we're just not knowing on which side. And that's like, like that, that you're betting on this game having a, a big fantasy output. Which is not which is not necessarily the case, and then you also have to bet which side is his output coming from, and that's also something where you 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 can be wrong. So you you're taking a lot of guesswork if you want to invest in this fixture. If you're not like maybe you're like our friend Abel who does video scout stuff, and maybe he sees something that's saying okay. <laughs> The uh, three four three formation that Freiburg plays is a really great fit for the three five two that Hoffenheim has, and in build up play they're doing like. But I can't do that kind of analysis <laughs> and maybe get on another level. So um, for me, it's not. No, clear. we we stick to fantasy. We we let yes. we let Abel deal with the tactics because uh, he's much better at it than we are. Let's be honest. No, I, I do agree with you. Let's move on to another game that we have mentioned, but is. Arguably as much of a headache, really. Leipzig against Gladbach. All five of Leipzig's Bundesliga wins this season have come on home turf. There are some obvious picks. We've mentioned the change in head coach, Domenico Tedesco, returning to the Bundesliga, the laptop trainer himself. Will he be a good fit for Leipzig? Who knows? We will wait to see. It makes them somewhat of an unknown quantity, but the thing is with their injuries right now, there are some players that you can still guarantee are going to feature, no matter if he decides to change things up and freshen up the side. But... Uh, up against Gladbach, as inconsistency as inconsistent as they have been, this isn't a dead rubber for either side. This game can still go either way, can't it, Flo? Yeah, especially since Gladbach is is doing much better if they don't have to make the game or play with the ball. Do you say make the game in English? Probably not. Right? Dictate. Would, Dictate, would, but yeah. I think everyone would know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. You're the one in control. But still, yeah. it, it felt like the moment I, I said it, it felt like it was really bad English. <laughs> 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 Just like something Google Translate would, would, would spit no, out. But that's definitely something to keep in mind because Gladbach have, hasn't lost so far against the Champions League sides uh, of the Bundesliga. They won twice against Dortmund, against Wolfsburg, and they drew, If we, we all remember the, the kickoff game of the season, they drew Bayern and maybe should have won that because they could have had a penalty. But that was a game where... 
Bayern's opponent didn't get a penalty that maybe could have been given. I'm not sure if that's like that's has to be the only time, probably. Or can you uh, remember another time, James? I'm not not easily off the top of my head. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I'm feeling we don't have the same vibes here. I, I remember another game against another Borussia where maybe oh, it could have been a penalty. But a few days back. Yeah. Sorry. Like sorry. No. A few days back, James. But you're you're not getting like James is just sitting there looking at me with a big question mark <laughs> it's, it's, over it's, his head. And right. I, I was looking down at my notes, but admittedly... Point I was making, seven points out of the three games against Wolfsburg, Dortmund and Bayern. That's its chance, maybe a part of it, but it's also the way the, the Gladbach game sets up. So I, I think they like not being the favorite and uh, they, they definitely aren't in this one but it's still back Leipzig to win this but it's also something to keep in mind just because of Freiburg were able to put six past uh, the Gladbach defense I, I don't think that Leipzig would score six goals no, yeah. never, never say never anymore <laughs> genuinely <laughs> this this will be Andre Andre Silva like out of nowhere Andre Silva is going to come out of the woodwork and score four or something like you yeah know? but I mean it's pretty you, you probably have Nkunku Hofmann Scully This, these are the three guys you have. I would try to sell Scully and I would stick with Nkunku and Hofmann and that's it. That's how I would like go about this game. And I wouldn't think of maybe investing in a guy uh, like Angelino because I want to see if Angelino is in the starting lineup. First game with Tedesco because maybe if he plays in, with a four-man backline, could be Guardiol who's playing left back. Because um, honestly, I think Right now, Guardiola is a better left back. Agreed, yeah. Um, if they're playing with a, a four-man back line. So, who knows? And that's my assessment of the situation. And I'm not touching any striker strikers out of this game. No, no, definitely not. Instead, let's touch a striker out of another game. Um, and it's the last one of the Saturday afternoon games. Borkham against Dortmund. Erling Haaland, he scored at least once in each of his last six Bundesliga games. That's his best ever goal-scoring streak. Yes, there have been a few games missed in between due to injury. And a fun fact for you in this one, Marco Royce actually made his Bundesliga debut in Bochum, August 2009. That was while he was on the books of Borussia Mönchengladbach. Now, the, the strong argument here is that Erling Haaland is the only pick because you made the point, Bochum are good at home. But Flo, this is Erling Haaland potentially coming up against a backline With the centre-back pairing of Masovic and Leitch, something tells me there might be a goal or two in this for him. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, Haaland has to be the pick. And I think Guerrero, you can make arguments for him as well. But I'm not sure that I would that, that he would be a priority for me this week. It, it really is depending on how your squad looks. If Guerrero has a shot, yeah. But Haaland, I, I, I try to get him into my squad, especially since I think... He's not as owned right now because of his injury and then going up against Bayern in his first game back where he started. So um, I, th I think maybe some, he, he's less owned than he should be. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, maybe that changes all in this week, but maybe not everyone. Like if you're having Müller, if I'd had Müller, Lewandowski and Schick, Moving a striker wouldn't necessarily be a priority for me. It could be that other people think that way as well. Well, I think every, everyone would be scared to miss the Haaland bandwagon, right? Because we know what he's capable of. And if you don't jump on and he gets those three, you know, two, three, four goals, whatever it is, then it can, it can be a big difference. It's, it would be like not jumping on Schick against Koytefurt. Yeah. It's, it's probably, Müller is probably the only one out of these guys who doesn't have a 30-point game in, in him. Yeah. No, I mean, it's an interesting predicament um, to see how many people do jump on Haaland and how many people can, as you say, have the budget and whatnot. But it, it does seem like a, a simple pick in this one. So let's move on to the Saturday late game. A bit of flexibility potentially afforded, but I don't know, not the easiest picks to make. Um, Wolfsburg against Stuttgart. Wolfsburg without a win in their last five competitive matches that following a run of three wins in Florian Kohfeldt's first games at the helm. Stuttgart, meanwhile, though, may be the perfect opposition this weekend because they are yet to win away from home this season. So where would you look, Flo, for flexibility in this fixture? I can't look anywhere. Oh, interesting. Even yeah. with Wolfsburg playing on Tuesday? 
I, I would love to invest, but name me a Wolfsburg player yeah. who's not a striker. Yep. And who's also interesting for fantasy. The, the, there's only one. Name me one. Paolo Otavio. And, he, and, and who's guaranteed to start. Uh, okay, well, that, okay, right. Well, that, the, yeah, yeah. Paolo Otavio, he's, the, he's not guaranteed yes. to start, but he's, I think he's close. Yeah, he's the closest, <laughs> but who knows? He got stopped off in Champions League, replaced by Roussillon. Then Steffen came on. He actually scored. Yeah. But is, is Steffen starting? Maybe I, I give Flo a call. <laughs> I was going to say, you still got his number, I'll right? ask him. If, if Stefan <laughs> were to be in a starting lineup, I think he would be the most interesting Wolfsburg player. No, I, I, that is it. I mean, yeah, I was doing, I was I, looking through my transfers for this weekend before we, before we came on air. And I did think, okay, Wolfsburg, you know, at, at home in midweek, do, do I fancy, you know, sorry, you know, playing on Tuesday in midweek, do I fancy dipping into that market just to have an extra Tuesday player? And I, I ran into the exact same problems that you've just highlighted. Because again, if we're talking about strikers, we can't, you know, Lucas Metsch has been great. You can't advise to pick him over the strikers that we've already mentioned on this show. No. Um, and the, the players that are guaranteed to start are not good fantasy prospects. That's the problem. Yeah. And, and, and one amazing stat about Wolfsburg, they are the only team... Um, that haven't scored two goals at home in any game so far yeah, this season in the Bundesliga. The <laughs> only. So even third, like, they, they, Wolfsburg is scoring in one goal at home and that's it. But that's a, that's a, yeah, I was going to say, that's a, a damning statistic, not what fantasy owners want to hear. So yeah. um, thank you for sharing. I wouldn't have been a... I, they probably will and maybe they, they, they will against Stuttgart. But we don't know how the starting lineup will shape out with all, like, the abysmal match against Lille, what's what's now happening. So as long, I, I would like to know if Florian Kofeld has a fantasy team and maybe I'd look into which Wolfsburg players does he have. That would be my my advice. And I think anyone who's, who's telling you he, uh, he knows or she uh, who's going to start for Wolfsburg, I, I think uh, can't be really serious. It's, it's really tough. I think Mecha is in the starting lineup and Vejos is in the starting lineup. And maybe uh, the, the center backs, you can make a case for that they are sure starters, but you don't want, really want them in fantasy. And Arnold is a sure starter, but you don't really want him in fantasy this season. Yeah. And that's the end of the list. Yeah, no, it really is. I, I, you know, I have no doubt that Florian Kohlfeldt, though, has a sneaky alias. He's in the official experts league. He's probably in the Talking Football Fantasy League as well. No doubt he's in there. But yeah, if you know which team is his, do let us know because it would be useful. But in all seriousness, I, I agree with your assessment. It's just not a viable game to dip into because of the lack of viable options from both sides. And, uh, you know, you could, if you, if you've got Borna Sosa, hold on to him. I don't think there's anything wrong with holding on to Borna Sosa this weekend. But yeah, investing in it is, is a bit of a stretch. So maybe let's talk about one that's a bit more investable, although Flo has already let the cat out of the bag and the fact that he feels it's a trap. It is Furt against Union, the first of the Sunday games. Now, Furt have lost their last 12 Bundesliga matches, setting an unwanted league record in the process. Meanwhile, something for fantasy owners, a fun fact, Tayo Awanyi, if you are thinking of putting him into your squad as a differential this weekend, he has put his side 1-0 up five times already this season, which is more often than any other player in the league. And of course, as fantasy owners, we know that that first goal, providing it becomes the winning goal, does get you an extra point in the fantasy game. But you mentioned, Flo, that you feel like this is a trap. Do you want to give us your full thoughts on this game now that we're talking about it? Yeah. Like I said, my assessment is it's just, it's a really tough game for Union. They aren't used to this uh, with European competition, then it's midweek fixture, and it's a real important one against Freiburg. It's a six-pointer. And then you're going into third, a squad that has just one point to their name so far this season. I, I just think it's tough. And Union has to play 100% in every game. I, I don't think that the quality, like they, the quality of the team is more than the sum of the individual quality of the players with Union. And that's so important that I think if it's like, if it's not clicking, they can have issues uh, at first pretty easily. I can see that happening. It's not, I'm saying that it's the most likely outcome, but I think that 
a high union win is much less likely in my mind as probably the the public uh, seems to think. So, so you think this is going to be more a two-one Frankfurt win in foot compared to the seven-nil spanking I, that they got? I, at I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm putting my chips on the table. I think that Furt is going to win this game. Oh, you think Furt? You, you know, I see. Okay, I can't go. No, I cannot go that far. I cannot just because it would be it's, so impressive. I'd love it if it happens. I'll, I'll tip my hat to you. You know, yeah. I, I want to make this because I'm. I, I have this feeling. If I'm not saying that now on air, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, no one will believe you afterwards. <laughs> so yeah, worth saying. Yeah, I said I had this feeling, but then in the end, I still said that Union will pack it out. No, it's not I, like I, I. Yeah, that's. That's what I think. I Flo's think, Vegas choice. Flo's yeah. Vegas choice has come and early this week. I might put a euro on it. <laughs> so that and that's, but it's not that I'm running away from Union assets. So Gieselman is in your squad. That's great. They don't have a viable midfielder in my mind, really, because of the way that they're playing. Cruz is p- playing as their attacking midfielder, and he's a striker in the game. I wouldn't think about bringing in Cruz or Avoni up front because. If I'm not going with the four we already mentioned as the guys who are the top strikers right now, it would be modest for me because of the Friday evening match. So yeah, and 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 his fixtures still favourable as well against at home to Augsburg. Um, so yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree that you don't necessarily need to to dive towards our knee if you're looking for that type of and, angle. And maybe like I'm not counting out that we're seeing some kind of rotation. Yes, out of Union because usually I want to check get probably the well, lineups. If you want to know, I, yeah, I was going to say I'm looking yeah. at it right now, Flo. I'm looking at it right now, and they've put out a full strength lineup. Yes. arguably, yes, they've got Gieselman on the left, they've got Trimmel on the right, Knocher, Baumgartel, Friedrich, Kedira, Prummel, Awani, and Cruiser, and then the final outfield player, Geraldo Becker. Yeah, so, and usually was Fischer did rotate in the Europa Conference League. And not in the Bundesliga. That's what we've seen so far. But that now it's uh, the game. They have to win it to be in it, like I said. And now he's feeling the strongest squad he has. And then it's it's a Sunday game. And then they have a Wednesday game. That's at home against Freiburg. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm I really, just, the, you know, the differential pick I'd mentioned earlier is making me feel even better about him. I'll be honest. Oh, but it's still coming a up. Third player. No, 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 Obviously. no. Union. I'm definitely going Union. Um, I'm not quite with you on the third trade, but um, okay. yeah, there's there's an outside pick potentially if we're talking about rotation in the Union starting lineup that could come in as a as a wide outside of the box differential. But more on that in the player picks. He is my super schnepchen after all. So instead, should we move on to the final game that we need to discuss today? Frankfurt against Leverkusen. It's the final fixture of match day 15. And this fixture, which is great news for fancy owners, has never ended in a goalless draw in 72 Bundesliga meetings to date. What more could you want? Of course, we've talked about Patrick Schick, his incredible uh, efforts against Kreuter Furt becoming the first Leverkusen player ever to score four goals. Unlikely he's going to repeat the feat this time out. Uh, both sides in action tonight. Frankfurt have already drawn one all uh, to top their group. Leverkusen still yet to be in action. And actually, I'll look up their starting lineup in a second. Yeah, they will rotate. They must I would have, be right? shocked they must have. If, we, if we see Schick there. But then let me ask you a question. We talked about this with Nkunku and Wirtz when Leipzig faced off against Leverkusen, but how do you feel if you had Kostic and Wirtz in your midfield this weekend? I'd had, I would have no issue with it. We've seen that with Grifo and Hofmann. Um, and Wirtz and Kostic are both so crucial for their teams. Uh, I think that they both are pretty safe. And I can tell you, Leverkusen have heavily rotated. They've got Andre Lunev in goal, which tells you everything you need to know. They, they already won their group. <laughs> so you so don't that need to was worry. clear and obvious to me that the yeah. Thursday match is no factor for Leverkusen. And that's definitely an advantage going into Sunday because Frankfurt, I think they had to get a draw to be... They did. Yeah. And uh, so I haven't seen the... The Frankfurt lineup actually, it, it's a very, it's a strong one. It's you know it's yeah. got the big names in there. There, there was you know surprise with Jens Peter Hauger. Hauger played, yeah. yeah I see that. Uh, I read that Hasebe made a, a brutal mistake, so maybe we see Hinteregger mm. um, coming back into the lineup after three or four games that Hasebe has been now there. Uh, 
in the mid of the three-man back line. But yeah, it's it's basically the squad we uh, we are expecting on Sunday. Yeah, maybe Lindstrom will come in for Hauga, but. But, but you're right, that, and what that yeah. does do is it gives an advantage, a slight advantage to Leverkusen coming into that game. So yeah, not not an easy one to be the final game of the weekend. But yeah, I guess we're both kind of saying that we put our faith in Leverkusen. Yeah, but I, I think Leverkusen's really looking great right now. They convinced me the way they played at Leipzig. I think that was a really mature mm. performance by them. And they just have, like, they have an outstanding team. Yeah, yeah. Like a guy like Kusunu, we've seen what he can do. Can't break into the first team right now. Yep. A guy like Demirbay, really good player, can't break into the first team right now. Is they have great depths, they have great great players, and and Sheik is just really like he's a, a certain command in the Bundesliga up front. Well, for me, he's the striker that. Leverkusen have been dying for since Stefan Kiesling. And he's this type of striker that had they got him in earlier, yeah, he could have made a difference. But I mean, it's been a stretch to compare Kiesling to Schick. No, no, no. As in when, when Kiesling left, right? When Kiesling left, they yeah. had this big gap but up front. They Kiesling tried... was never as good as Schick is right now. Never. <gasps> don't, don't disrespect Stefan Kiesling like that. The man that yeah, scored the ghost goal. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Schick could never score through the side netting. That's all I'll say. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, that that might be true, but no, I, I that, agree with that's the only like in all aspects and facets of the game, Schick is a better yeah, no, uh, football I, I do, player I do, I do than Kiesling is. So I definitely agree with you there. Uh, I feel a bit <laughs> insulted here, but no, no, no. Sorry, that was said very, very sarcastically. Very sarcastic. I love Stefan Kiesling. He's yeah, a core yeah. hero, but he was not the best footballer on the pitch ever. Let's round off today's show then with some player picks. Vegas choice flow. Who are you going for? Uh, I'm going with Jamal Musiala. Uh, 12.2 million. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually thinking about that myself. Could be that I'm pulling the trigger on him. Um, I just think his big upside and his low owned and could be a, a great way to climb the table. Could hurt you as well, of course. I'm like, I'm not mincing words here, but that's why he's my Vegas choice after all. Yeah, well, no. After after what happened last week, you could do with catching up uh, some points in the fantasy world. I think it's fair to say. So I like the pick. I don't think I'll follow you, but I do like that pick. My Vegas choice. Uh, I wrote down a couple, but you know what? I'll go with Andre Duda. Because yes. um, I'll be honest, I've got Kainz in my side, and and I think it's a it's a coin flip between the two. But I have a weird sneaky suspicion that Duda might outscore Kainz. So if you didn't bring Kainz in last week and you're looking for a curl midfielder, I would actually go with Duda. Uh, on Friday night over Kites. I think he's a great Vegas choice for you, and we know he can get involved in the goals. So how about Super Schnäppchen flow? It's a bit pricey for Super Schnäppchen, but I'm going with Plattenhardt, 6.2 million. I really, really like him. Yeah, I think it's quite possible that he's going to make my team. I don't have Benno Schmitz. Mm. So Plattenhardt just can make my team uh, if I'm doing tri uh, two transfers in the back which I could, but then he would be my choice. But if I'm just making one move at the back, is um, like there's no need to pick Plattenhardt over Schmitz, mm. um, especially with a Friday evening matchup. Um, but if you like, many of you are wiser than me and have already Ben Schmitz in your squads, as you should, um, and then Plattenhardt is a, is a good option. No, definitely. I have to admit, my headache at the back is whether to, to sell Aaron Martin or whether just to ride it out because he's got a Tuesday game in midweek and, okay, 3.3 yeah. million, he's not going to score well against Bayern, but do I need to try and take him Who out knows? or not? Who knows? It, well, yeah, yeah, no, he's, I mean, yeah, it, anything can happen with Martin. Uh, it's a trap game for Bayern. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Martin to be the highest scorer. Um, I've yeah. teased it all, all show. So my super snapshot, the one you've all been waiting for, and because Christopher Trimmel is starting tonight in the Europa League, I think Julian Rierson, 3.5 million, could be a super, super sneaky pick this week. Up against Furt, it may mean that some of you double up um, with Gieselman. I don't think that's the worst thing to do. If anything, Gieselman now being in the starting lineup tonight becomes a rotation risk 
on yeah. uh, Sunday. Yeah, or Chipka could play uh, quite yeah, easily. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. then Rierson may actually be the way to balance that out. It, it, there's a big inherent risk that comes along with a pick like Julian Rierson yeah. at 3.5 million. Yeah, you, you have to make up for the minus three points for all the third goals, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, they'll definitely get three on home soil like they yeah. always do. And then minus one because of being on the losing side. Well, <laughs> like if he can make up that... He's a good pick, James. I, you know what, Flo? I, I swear, if Foot win this week, it's all because it's all because of you. Um, you've you've completely jinxed it in their favour. Um, if it happens now, in my opinion. But anyway, who are you picking in terms of your banker? Yes, yeah, it's, it's. I hate to be that boring, but it has to be Erling Haaland. I, I think like he mightily impressed me again because. I mean, we know what, what what a great striker he is, but I didn't know that he had such a great feel in his right foot. So that was really something. And you have to tell me, you were there in the flesh, James. What was it like to see him score that goal? That has to be a, a great moment, especially with, I think, Stefan Freund was your... He was he, he wasn't. He, he has a black-yellow heart, doesn't he? <laughs> he does a little bit, yeah. It came, it came out a couple of times on commentary. But I do have to disappoint and say that I unfortunately was not there um, oh, in the stadium. You, you, you were in no, uh, the Bundesliga headquarters. Phil, Phil, there were two, basically, yeah. there were two commentary feeds for the Klassiker. One was the main feed, which was Phil Bonney and Patrick Overmeyer, that they were in the stadium. And then the second feed was this tactical feed that was myself and Stefan Freund. But unfortunately, yes, because it was the first time they were ever doing the tactical feed, we weren't sent to the stadium. We did it from a studio in Cologne. Um, so I, I'll give you a bit of behind the scenes knowledge there instead of just pretending. But nevertheless, it was a wonderful goal to, to commentate on. Stefan Freund's yellow and black heart definitely came out a couple of times in commentary. Um, and by the end, it was, it was slightly deflating, um, the way the game played out. And and yes, the the uh, refereeing decision or lack of that Flo alluded to earlier that I completely missed. So I do apologize for that. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, one, one of those things. But, it wasn't a small hit. No, it wasn't. Mind, it was a massive maybe... hit. You gave you literally put it on a silver plate for me, and I fucking I skied it over the bar from six yards, my friend. That's what happened. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so happens to the it, best hey, of us. You know what? If, if Lewandowski can do it, I can do it once in a while as well. Um, but no, it was it was a great game to commentate. It was it was a real thrill. Um, I just. I wish the result had been different and not that not because I'm against Bayern or because I'm pro Dortmund I would have liked to see any result that kept the title race a little more alive yeah. uh, heading towards Christmas it just would have been a yeah, nice I story. agree but I'm also against Bayern <laughs> so I have two reasons for that but the thing is I, I used to work for them so I don't think I can say that because then it would be a bit hypocritical um, but anyway we, we, yeah, we digress again used yeah, is true, word. very true you used very to true. Um, yeah. now I'll be honest my banker was Erling Holland as well um, he, he does seem like the, the great pick this week and there aren't many that really stand out. Um, I had Max Cruiser and Auntie Modest down as well. I'd probably flip those around and say Modest ahead of Cruiser. Um, but yeah, take take your pick. I think Erling Holland, it's it, it may be a good time to jump on that bandwagon. Or if you don't, it could be a huge differential in your favor this week if you go for Anthony Modest. And if you do that, please send me a tweet letting me know you did, and I will literally I will take my hat off to you. Right. So you're you're taking Modest as your banker. Well no, I'm taking Erling Holland, but because you took okay. Erling Holland, I'm taking okay. Anthony Modest. That's what I'm doing. Ah, okay. Because I thought if you're taking Modest, you like you're obliged to bring it into your squad. Oh no, no. Okay, I see. I yes. Normally, I do make yeah. that rule, but in this case, because literally, you could you can see the notes yeah. as well, right? I've got Holland down first, Cruiser, then Modest. Yeah, so. I, I see that. You have Cruiser, so you're <laughs> yeah. going with Cruiser. I should then. go with Cruiser. That's you your third yeah, that's, that's my front line this week. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Three striker yeah. changes up front for Thorogood. Um, that's one way we could end 2021 on a real bang. Um, but yes, ladies and gents, that does bring us to an end of not just this week's episode of Talking Football Fantasy, but 2021 as a calendar year as well. It's been another wild ride. We have thoroughly enjoyed uh, producing content th for you throughout. And again, I, I mentioned this on other shows as well. The amount of content being produced from other sources in the Bundesliga fantasy world is fantastic. Um, and I'll give a quick shout out to Time to Nort Bremser, who does a YouTube uh, Q&A on fantasy questions before every match day. Uh, so go find him on Twitter at Time to Nort Bremser. And yeah, go check out his YouTube channel. Yeah, and I think there's also a, a, pod, a podcast, another Bundesliga podcast. Oh, there's, there's there. plenty. I, I'm literally just picking um, him out. I could, I could list about yeah. seven or eight people that produce content on yeah. a regular basis, but I just wanted to highlight that one because 
because I, I've listened uh, into his YouTube show and I just, he's someone that sends in questions to us all the time, time to Nort Bremser. We've mentioned the fact he's got a great Twitter handle. So I wanted to give him some love um, and say, go check out his YouTube channel. Yeah, I think we're like, everyone is benefiting if we're having a, a, a great plethora of options and content. And, Couldn't agree yeah. more, Flo. Do you want to send off for uh, 2021? Yeah, it, it, it was a shit show of a year, if I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> As Again, a Werner Bremen fan, I think you not are. Not just, like, I was not talking in a football sense. I was talking in, like, the stuff that's happening. So I'm, I'm really hoping that one year from now, James, we can look back. We probably won't laugh about everything that happened, but at least we'll say, oh, glad that's over. And I hope we really will will be able to do that in 2022 and that's my that's my biggest and and really only wish uh for the next year so yeah you you guys out there stay healthy everyone we we'd love to be back next year and if you can jump on yes twitter spaces on monday with James and myself. Yeah that would be great we'd we'd love to see you there the more questions the yeah. merrier but yeah i can only echo uh, what flo said Staying healthy is the most important. Hopefully, maybe this is the aim for 2022 for you and me, Flo, is that we have to do a podcast together, sat in the same room, recording on, you know, separate mics still. You know, we'll still be health and safety conscious, but maybe we try and yeah. actually get ourselves together to do one podcast recording. Yeah, yeah, I, w I would enjoy that. And I mean, it's, it's a bummer because I think um, at the end of last year, we were probably saying basically the same stuff as now mm. in regards of 2021 and it was such a letdown year well i think we were probably wow. a bit more upbeat back then right we probably were a bit I more like, upbeat thinking it wasn't gonna last much longer it's, but yeah. it's really it's re it's really like um you, you're getting rid of a really shitty coach and the new head coach is Peter Neururer. It's probably that feeling. It's That's the same, the equivalent of going from 2020 to 2021. What a comparison. Um, and, yeah. and the perfect mode to end today's show on, <laughs> ladies and gents. It's been a wild ride this year. Thank you so much for joining us. For now, from me, your host, James Thurgood, Flo, and the rest of the Talking Fußball group. Auf Wiederhören. Auf Wiederhören.